When we get to moments of deep disorientation, we often try to reorient around old ways of doing things. We go back to what we know how to do. We keep canoeing, even though there is no river. I'm Taylor. I'm Brian. And welcome to the Echo Podcast. Where we're looking for truth in the noise. And apparently talking about canoeing. Thanksgiving, Taylor. How are you? Not too bad. What are you thankful for? So my son is, my oldest son is home from college. He got home and uh, their school uh, is actually going to just be virtual the two weeks after Thanksgiving instead of trying to bring all the students back. And so uh, he'll be studying with me in my office for a little (laughs) bit and then um, and just here until the second week in January when he heads back. So it's been fun to have him back. Nice. Uh, how about you? What are you thankful for? Well, my wife, um, we've, we've kind of discussed on the show previously that my wife has some medical stuff that we're dealing with. We got good reports at her last visit oh, and some good. clear direction on what we're going to be able to do uh, to help alleviate some of the problems and stuff that are going on. So oh, very man. grateful for yeah, that information. What a relief. Praise God for that. Oh, direction is a wonderful thing, especially if you don't know where you're going. Direction is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. So uh, let me start with this quote. Flexibility is a superpower. So that's from Kerry Newoff. Uh, he actually, I think, says the word agility is mm. a superpower or adaptability is the new superpower. So you're paraphrasing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paraphrasing a little bit. Uh, but he talks about how crisis is not just a disruptor, but an accelerator. So we're living in a crisis right now. Right. We've been there for about, what, seven or eight months at this point? At, at least seven months. And a lot of us are feeling the impact of that crisis. And we want to talk about what do you do when you feel disoriented and when you seemingly lack direction. So a lot of the world has been changing at a very fast pace, but a lot of those changes had already begun. And so it's helpful to see that some of the things that have changed so quickly had already started, such as things that we're doing at home. Uh, I would imagine before the pandemic hit, you were streaming lots of TV and movies at home. Is that correct? Yes, I do a lot more reading and writing mm-hmm. than I do of actual watching, but my wife and I, we definitely have our show that we try to watch a couple times a week. Yeah, yeah. She's much more of the watcher, Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're definitely a streaming family. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what the uh, metrics are of this, but I would imagine that somewhere around February, March, April, streaming services went through the roof. Yeah, I saw a meme and it said, hey, I, I, I completed Netflix, now what? <laughs> I was like, that's, yeah. that's fair. That's, that's fun. Yeah. Netflix stock has done well. <laughs> and, but that was already a trend. It just uh, went through the roof right. when, when the pandemic hit. So it accelerated. The same with shopping at home. We were all you know, having some things delivered to our homes before February and March. But now we're doing it much more and groceries mm. being delivered and things like that. And we're finding out that, oh, that's pretty convenient you know, even if there's no pandemic to have them right. bring my, my milk and bananas and bread to yep. my doorstep. Yep. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, working out, 
you know, uh, there's been a shift away from gyms, people, you know, thinking, hey, I can just get some dumbbells and work out in the, in the garage or right. go jogging or whatever. Uh, eating, you know, more people cooking at home or even having food delivered. I thought you were going to just say just more people eating. And I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. Well, there's nothing much to do. That's <laughs> probably true as well. And, uh, and for the church and for believers asking, well, what about spiritual growth? Mm. And uh, obviously all of us uh, preachers joked about how in one day we all became what we never wanted to be. TV evangelists. <laughs> yep. Um, but for one thousand dollars, you too. Yeah. Can. <laughs> but there was a necessity to suddenly um, either start doing online church things or to connect with your people, uh, even if it wasn't through the service, but through emails or Zoom or Bible studies. All of these things online to just try to connect with your people and love your people and disciple your people that way. But that was already happening right. for it's, years. Yeah, now it's, now it's just much more prevalent. It's at the forefront of the methods that we're delivering the gospel and having relationship with people. Yeah, so all of those industries and all of those people, um, the ones who are doing well are flexible. Hmm. If they're fighting all of this and they hate all of this the whole way and everything is terrible— those folks are really struggling right now. And a lot of people who are really flexible are struggling too. I don't, don't, I'm not dismissing that at all. It's just hard yeah. for lots of reasons. And I know, especially this week with Thanksgiving, I've talked to a number of people who are just really bummed because they can't do what they had planned to do. Right. CDC and, guidelines, experts suggesting that you don't travel, that you're not interacting with people. Sure. That's, th 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 this is a no win year. Like everything oh, yeah. is just constant frustration and yeah. constant tension, I think. Yeah, yeah. And even uh, I was talking to a family uh, who's going to get together with some really good friends of theirs on their back patio. And I was really glad to hear that they were going to get together with somebody. Yeah. But there's still like this uneasiness of like, will the weather be okay? Yeah. Can it all? So <laughs> right? there's just all of these variables at play, yeah. even when somebody is trying to make it work to still get together with other people which I hope that people can connect in some way um, because our emotional health is important too, but you just have to weigh all these things and it's, yeah. it's tiring. So flexibility is the superpower. David Gibbons calls adaptability the most important trait for churches in the 21st century uh, to learn. So that brings me to a book that I wanted to talk about just a little bit called Canoeing the Mountains. But we're not an outdoors channel. Wait, hold on. How canoe? <laughs> Mountains? How does that work? So, Thomas Jefferson sent these two guys named Lewis and Clark I've on this little them. expedition. I've heard about them. Uh, this little this little trip reminds me of some times I explored in the woods when I was a kid, uh. Uh, except they went farther. <laughs> there you go. Well, this reminds me, fun, fun fact, when I was in uh, elementary school, I was in a musical, Lewis and Clark, and I played Scanton the dog. <laughs> and it was it was great. I had a whole big number. It was it was wonderful. Um, my favorite wow. line was, people would say, "Man, this was a hard trip." Yeah, it was really. And I would go, "Rough." Oh it's, man, it's, it's awful. That that probably began my love of bad humor. Do we have that on video? Can we put that in the show I'm notes? I'm sure we have it somewhere. somewhere. I'm sure we have it somewhere. Okay, well, uh, before we spend the rest of maybe <laughs> maybe 2021, the whole podcast will kind of focus on that. I'm um, down with that. <laughs> But uh, in, in his book, Todd Bolsinger uh, talks about Lewis and Clark, and, and the name of the book is Canoeing the Mountains, and how uh, they're le leading this rough and tough and really smart, adventurous 
borderline crazy group of guys <laughs> right. to say, yeah, we'll walk across America and see what's out there and see if we can make it to the other side, see if we can make it to the Pacific Ocean. They didn't and, know how far away that was, did they? Uh, no, but they had a general idea that they were going to get to the Pacific Coast at some, at some point. point. Yeah, at gotcha. some point. And so they, they were heading that direction, and uh, their thought was if you make it halfway – then you'll build a canoe the rest of the way. And so they had these experienced uh, people who were ready for that. In fact, that was Clark's uh, expertise. While it's why he was with them, probably was because of his expertise in canoeing. And so they get to halfway and they're just assuming there's gonna be a river that takes them all the way to the coast. And instead, what do they see? But the Rocky Mountains. Oh, that, that is not even remotely similar to a river. I mean, can you imagine just I mean, if you've ever driven across Kansas and then you get kind of to that part of Colorado and then all of a sudden you're like, are those clouds in the distance? Right. <laughs> like, Wait, those aren't clouds. That's those are mountains. And just, oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, so I can't imagine what they experienced emotionally in that moment. Right. But what Lewis and Clark did was instead of just complete panic, they said, all right, everybody, here's what's going to happen. If we're going to make it there, we're going to have to change plans completely mm. uh, because it's not going to work very well to canoe over those things. No, that would be very inconvenient. <laughs> uh, that would be a terrible mode of transportation. <laughs> it, really, it really would be. It's hard to canoe up a, a, a waterfall or just snow. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in anything that you're canoeing that isn't water, I just imagine would be hard. It, it's, it's pretty tough. So uh, in his book, Bolsinger talks about uh, adaptive leadership. How do you adapt when everything gets changed? And he says adaptive leadership has three characteristics. And I think this is true for leading yourself, your family, your organization, your business school, whatever. Uh, but he says it, it recognizes a changing environment. So they saw it and they were like, okay, we believe what we see. <laughs> this, this, is, this is reality. Number two, there's a necessity for the leader and follower to change and grow. So there's personal transformation there. And sometimes we always are looking for external things of like, what about this? What about this? What about this? But they actually needed to figure out like, how do we adapt? Like, how do I prepare myself to get over these mountains? Yeah. And what's the right frame of mind? How do I physically prepare? What do we need? And then number three, um, there's, a recognition of this unavoidable reality that the needed changes will result in some loss. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So they're not going to get to use their canoeing. Yeah. They're not even going to get to take their canoes. <laughs> um, you know, oh, gonna, I didn't even think about that. They're going to ditch some stuff. You know, they were, you know, or they were going to, whatever things that they were going to take, things they were going to build. Yep. Um, there's going to be loss and they're going to lose tons of time. Yeah. Tons of time. And so we're not talking weeks, um, months, years of like, oh, man, what does this look like uh, for us? And so uh, Bolsinger in the book talks about how when we get disoriented, he says, we usually turn back and just scrap it. We're like, I'm just going back. Hmm. Or we try to do what we've always done. So we try to canoe over the mountains. And instead, what he begs us to do and shows us that we need to do is to do something new um, in order to keep moving forward. And it's hard to do that because we might fail. And he actually makes the case 
the only way you'll make it is if you're willing if you're willing to have plan a b and c that are fail that that fail so that plan b might actually might actually work for you hmm. so there's some bible stories that this reminds me of yeah um, what do you think about when you think about paul's missionary journeys how well did it always work out um it worked out perfectly fine because he was doing god's will and anytime you do god's will you're always going to be successful you're not going <laughs> to hit any pro- oh you're smirking right that's that's not always true you're that may not actually be what happens I personally protest when I read Acts 16, and yet Paul does not protest. But listen to this. He has every reason to protest, and the scripture leaves lots to the imagination. But here's what it says. Acts 16, verse 6. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. What? The Holy Spirit kept them from preaching. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by and went to Troas. Yeah, that story bothers me. <laughs> I'm like, well, God, why would you not want them to go to these places? And of course, you know, in hindsight, we can look back and say, well, God probably had lots of reasons. Maybe they were going to be wasting their time. Maybe they would have gotten killed and they couldn't have preached elsewhere. Uh, we don't know what all the reasons were, but they had a plan. And God said, hmm, no. no. And we don't even know how God really did that. Right. Um, you know, if if it was from somebody or God prompted them, but it kind of sounded like he just slammed the door in their face. Right. And so it was go to the next place. All through Paul's journeys, I mean, there's everything goes wrong, but when we read the book of Acts, we often read it from the standpoint of like, everything went right. Look, hmm. the jailer came to Christ, Lydia came to Christ. Like all these people are coming to Jesus. And if that's the goal, it was great. But in the little moments of Paul's life, oh, man, it was tough. He was always getting redirected and rerouted. And we just see him in him this flexibility to just go with where things went. Um, and he certainly had plans. And I, I'm all for good plans and, and trying to be wise. But when things don't go as we think they will, to have this flexibility because God is up to something that we don't always see. And I think for Christians, we really need to take a lesson from Paul, being able to say, okay, there, 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 there's, a certain, um, there's a certain character revelation that happens whenever we do come into crisis. Whenever we meet the uncontrollable, we kind of ask ourselves, well, what can we control? And ultimately, I think that's ourselves. Yeah, so yeah, talk about this little connection that you had made. We had talked a little bit earlier before we were on air, right. just about flexibility and its connection to self-control. So at the end of Galatians, we have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when we think of terms of flexibility, we often think of losing control, that we're not able to do what we wanted, that we're not able to control a situation or the outcome of events. And yet in Scripture, we see that we're supposed to have self-control. And in fact, the fruit of the Spirit are um, God-enabled fruit. It's not something that we do ourselves. There Mm -hmm. may be some people who are able to master certain parts about themselves, but for the Christian, we're mastering our whole self. It is Holy Spirit-empowered self-control and discipline. Everything that Christ accomplished is now within the believer. And if we want an example of self-control— It's Christ to Gethsemane. So that same power that was in Christ, that same fruit, if you will, now is within us. So this idea of self-control isn't I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to be diligent in all things, but it's I'm going to master myself regardless of the event, 
regardless of the crisis, regardless of um, whatever the situation is. So we see that people are holding to principles. They're holding to theological truths, and they're not letting their emotions or their wills run wild, but they really are focusing on, okay, presentation of the gospel, health of the community, that they're not allowing, if you will, themselves to be uncontrollable during an uncontrollable time. Yeah, so in this, in this pandemic, uh, we've been able to lean on some people and even look throughout history of how did people respond in times of crisis. Yeah. And we see those who did well had embraced this idea of flexibility and allowing God to reroute them and embrace this uh, uh, pursuit of God uh, and the Holy Spirit helping us be self-controlled so that we don't try to control the whole thing. Because if we try to control this pandemic, we lose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if we could control it, we would. <laughs> if we could control ourselves by, by ourselves, we already would have. Oh, yeah. But we can't. And so we rely on Christ for that. The, the one last thing I might add to this is learning from people from diverse backgrounds and different experiences mm. is really, really helpful. And one, one of the smartest things that Lewis and Clark did was to welcome Sacagawea and actually give her the reins at times during their journey and say, we trust your instincts, what you think, because you've actually been on this terrain before right. and we have not. And if they would not have done that, they would have been in serious trouble. Yeah. And so they, they welcome this diversity of thought. And that's something I would encourage churches and businesses and others to do of find people from different backgrounds and listen to them because they often have perspectives that really help us get out of our little bubble. So let, let me see, can I, can I kind of run this back? Sure. Usually you're the echo guy. I, I usually am. Let, let me see Let me see if I got this and you okay. set me that, straight. Well, it, it, it no worries because I'm, I'm flexible. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's good. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me see if, if I can echo this back. Um, a, a lot of things in life are going to go south, not as we planned. 2020 may actually just become a cliche for, you know, we're going to say, oh, well, it's like 2020. So uh, God doesn't want us to panic, though. Uh, instead, uh, he calls us to embrace whatever is in front of us and to allow him to be in control. So I would encourage people to spend some time in silence asking God, what do you want to do here? I would encourage people. That's that's one. Number two. Uh, to really ask God to help uh, give them self-control, that God would be in control and that we wouldn't try to control everything. And number three, to seek a diversity of opinion and wisdom in our lives so that we can learn from others who have been there in these strange times. Well, hey, Brian, we actually finished 30 seconds early today, so we're going to give our listeners that opportunity to reflect on those three questions. So take 30 seconds and then hang in and we'll be right back. Thanks for joining us this week on the Echo Podcast. 
this is going to be a weird Thanksgiving. It's probably not going to look the same, and there's probably going to be some frustration with not being able to do things as we usually would. Um, we just encourage you guys to reflect on what you're grateful for and recognize the things that you can control and the things that you can't control. Those are some good practices that will help keep all of us level-headed during this strange, intense time. Yeah, and in our show notes, we're going to put a link to the talk from Carrie Newoff, and also I'll link the book that I mentioned that you may want to pick up. And you could help us out by leaving a review and subscribing uh, on whatever place you listen to the podcast. And also just maybe share this with others. Maybe some families need to listen to this while they're on their way to grandma's this week. I'm Taylor. I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. <laughs>